Oh, baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast, where we had a, a lot go on today in the sports world. Uh, we had a very emotional last two hours. Coach K's final game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You saw some fans in, in tears, if that doesn't already explain what happened. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I don't, again, I think we mentioned this last week. There are so many people that hate Duke because of all of the success. Obviously, that's kind of um, a thing that pushes so many people against teams is the success of the others. But so you can't take away from the fact that Coach K hasn't been probably the most successful college basketball coach in the history of college basketball, but um, he's transcended the game. So I don't think there was anybody besides, unless you bled Tar Heel Blue, that thought Duke was going to lose that basketball game. But they did. They did. They they gave up a lot of points, and Coach K's not happy. I don't know if he really has the team, though. Um, We talked about this off, off air here, but, you know, the ACC's probably not what it was. I think well, it's no not. Other. It's not what it is right now. Currently, what it's been, and you know, in times that he's been the coach. I mean, Syracuse's Jim Beheim is just he needs to get out of there. <laughs> he needs to go. Probably and really Virginia's and, not struggling. Yeah, Virginia's struggling not good. Virginia Tech isn't good. I mean, I mean, there's really. It's just not as strong as an ACC league as it's been, you know, compared to other years in the last twenty years. Yeah, so it's definitely one of those things. And, of course, college basketball, the world of college basketball is taking over. I mean, really starting kind of, you feel like, from, like, Monday on with championship week. And, of course, we're just eight days away from Selection Sunday now. Um, The next month is going to be dominated with college basketball talk. And Mm -hmm. I know, get me wrong, a Coach K run to the Final Four would be pretty amazing for – just the storyline of it, mm-hmm. but I, I really don't think if you're looking at the X's and O's and the players that Duke is probably going to be a team that, again, if you don't really follow a lot of it, you may just pencil Duke in the Final Four just because you know Duke, but I think most college basketball fans, I don't know if they would be, you know, one of my teams I'd put in the Final Four. I guess a lot of the NCAA tournament depends on who you end up playing in the end in matchups, but I don't know if this is his strongest team ever. He hasn't won a national championship since, I think, 2015. Mm -hmm. So it's been a good seven-year drought, and it doesn't take away from what he's done, but um, without question, something that was built up kind of fell flat on its face um, for the celebration, I would say. Yeah. I mean, you would think this would motivate them to get number six because they want six. We want six. That was the call. So, that was the radio um, call. I mean, yeah, like he said, season's not over. Uh, still got a lot to, a lot that they can do their season. That's I think what makes college basketball amazing and what makes March Madness the greatest, you know, event yeah, I, in sports because. Yeah. Top to bottom, really. There's so many teams that can win. And every, I mean, and every year there's always madness. I that, that yeah, never, it's never fails. So it's who's going to get hot, who's going to hit the clutch shots, mm-hmm. and who's going to get on that winning streak. I mean, some mm-hmm. one team's going to do it, and and 67 other teams are not yep. going to do it. So um, it's definitely an amazing spectacle, and um, we're just eight days away from it. So yep. you know, for us here, our immediate conversation goes to probably what a lot of people if you're listening to us if you're from the area 
Of course, we're we're betting on our Toledo Rockets here as both alumni well, we're not of the betting university. Betting on them, we're just well, no, we're betting on them praying. to win the match. We're on, right? a, wing, we're on a we're praying. I mean, we're, we are praying. <laughs> the streak from 1979 in yeah. Toledo, one week from tonight. Basically, it's 9:30 right now on a Saturday. Exactly about one week from now. Um, Can they get the job done you know, in Cleveland? What's going to happen in Cleveland? Can they go three and zero in Cleveland? And That's what they got to do. It's going to be interesting. So we got that. They don't have to be pretty. They just got to end in the W column. That's true. So we're, we're going to be rooting for our Rockets. They shot the ball well yesterday against Bowling Green. Without question, if they get hot from three-point line, um, play some solid defense, their team, if they can if they can get through the MAC tournament, can definitely, I think, pull an upset or two maybe in March um, in the big dance when we come down to it. Um, also tomorrow, end of regular season, we get Ohio State, Michigan again, the rematch from just a couple weeks ago, Ohio State came out on top. Um, but we got two teams here that they are Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, we don't know if they're going to come out and be gangbusters or I don't know. It's they're, they're very two puzzling teams. If you ask me. Yeah. They're two teams that, um, can lose to anyone, but also can beat anyone. So it's, uh, I think I saw a tweet that said in the last eight games, Michigan has taken a has won. This is the order: win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. They said they're the mo- they they are incapable of playing two good games in a row. So that would describe Michigan and Ohio State loss to Nebraska and Maryland. So they did come back and beat Sparty. So that was good of them to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, two teams that just. I don't know. I feel like this has been the way for Michigan all year. It's like you know in about the first ninety seconds whether it's going to be a win or a loss. You don't have to watch the rest of the game to know. It's either their other team is going to shoot the ball well, or they're not, or they're going to play well and win the game. Yeah, it's just frustrating to watch. You think at some point that they're going to get going, and then you're just like, no, it just doesn't happen. Well, it's definitely going to be the lead story for us starting in the next podcast. It's all going to be about well, next week we'll basically have the conference tournaments wrapping up, so we'll be able to preview that and, of course, mm-hmm. then make our predictions for maybe the top four seeds. And um, and then we're going to have to get down to business. We're going to fill our brackets, try to win the million dollars, you know, get the perfect bracket, however much someone gives you for that perfect bracket, and see what happens. But college basketball is in full swing. March is here. Um, and like you just said, madness is going to happen. Um, it, it rarely happens, folks, at the best four teams in college basketball basketball end up um in the final four and um i don't think it'll be any different this year <laughs> i think there's oh, there's some things you can count in life in this world death taxes and madness in march there you go so next week at this time when we're taping this we're going to have an idea of if our toledo rockets are getting any closer to the ncaa tournament or will it be yet again the drought the streak continues and ut does not make the end see double a tournament so a lot to look forward to mm-hmm. in that realm so we our fingers are crossed they start thursday and um like you said three games it's all it's all it takes three games mm-hmm. and you're dancing so that's pretty exciting for the city of toledo and for the rockets so fingers crossed go get them rockets back now, to back as the first time in program history they're back to back um, outright winning the MAC tournament, well, regular season, I should say. Mac yeah, tournament. I mean it's it's a great accomplishment. I mean, you always feel like Toledo kind of should kind of be better than the rest sometimes, but well, they've been so good in the last since Qualtrick. I would say the last ten years. This first year they were not good, but that was just because of the players that they had. But um, I just 
tremendous program they've had the last 10 years and just haven't been able to, to get it going in the MAC tournament. So we'll see what happens. Um, should be interesting and look forward to a week from now seeing where we're at. Um, next topic, got to always hit the NFL a little bit. We're just getting through the NFL Combine. I'm sure if you are a sports fan, you've been following the Combine, you've been watching to see who's getting the fastest 40 and, and who's dazzling, and we'll eventually get into those types of people as we get towards um, the draft. But there's still some interesting comments. Our, our One of the guys, the reason we got this show, Fred Couples had his Fred Couples radio show on SiriusXM this week, had Tom Brady on there. Tom Brady did... What we just knew was going to happen. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. He comes out and throws out this, you know, well, we don't know what the future holds and blah, 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 blah. And, of course, it got everybody talking. Is Tom Brady coming back? I'm tired of it. Just retire. He's 44 years old. He has seven rings. Just retire. It is time to go off into the sunset. Get the hell out. Go. Go live your life. Go do other things. Go whatever you got to do. Go drink your avocado vodka. I mean, just go. You don't, yeah, There's no reason to come back. From Russia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just, I don't get it. Just retire. Stop. Don't be Brett Favre and come out of retirement 15 more times. I just don't get it. Move on. You've done your time. You've played the NFL for 22 years. You're 44. Move on. And I just can't see him going back to the Buccaneers. I find it interesting. I was thinking about this when I heard, you know, that and thinking about Matthew Stafford kind of just getting up after one year and leaving. It's amazing how, and maybe LeBron James started this in in the NBA, but, you know, it's just amazing how one or two players moves to a team and, you know, everything changes. And, you know, it's like Tom Brady's basically just, okay, well, I won my championship for Tampa. Now I want to go to Tennessee and win a championship there or X, Y, Z. You know, again, I, I think it's it's time. It's time to let these other bright, younger stars, when I say younger, I don't necessarily mean by age always. I just mean it's time, I think, for the next generation to take over. Brady, like you said, a remarkable. NFL's in good hands. They got a lot of young, young quarterbacks, receivers, running backs everywhere on the field. I mean, just let the, <laughs> let the, just move on. You're, it just, I can't understand his logic behind wanting to play any longer. Yeah, I don't quite get if it was just, uh, was he feeding into Fred Couples' question? Was he, um, uh, it, it just makes you wonder. I mean, is it just to keep his name fresh, maybe? Uh, is it to see maybe if teams would start throwing together trade proposals to the Buccaneers? Because in the end, they still have his rights. No. And I, I, I just don't get why, if you're, I mean, obviously Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but why would you trade for a guy that, how much longer are you going to play? If he does come back for a year, what's one year going to do you? Well, I mean, I agree, but it's, it's. I just don't get why you trade for, I mean, I know he's Tom Brady. It sounds stupid. I mean, it sounds blasphemous to say, why would you try to trade for Tom Brady? But, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, I guess, was my point earlier. Yeah. We're just building this team for like a one-year thing, and then yeah. that's it. It's over. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, <laughs> that's basically what they'd be trading for. It, 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 
That's right. Thank you very much. I mean, it's it just one of those things. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I mean, that's basically what they would be trading for Tom Brady for. You got here at 9 and you're leaving at midnight. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't get why you'd really trade for a guy that's going to already retire. On the, on the flip side, it shows his his greatness that teams are willing to basically do this. Well, yeah, I mean, he's this, Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. On the he's flip side, NFL why player of all time, build but. your team? Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're trying to build an organization, you don't build your organization to be good for one year. If you do, then you're doing a bad job. And on the flip side, it's kind of selfish for Brady to kind of play this game. That yeah, I, I don't I'm just going to hold it over the Buccaneers. You know, yeah. you had me. I won my championship with you. Now I'm ready to move on to a team that might be a little better off, and I'm going to go win number eight or whatever. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, you're putting – I mean, Brady's putting himself in these positions yeah. now to keep winning. I mean, at some point – it does sort of kind of almost tarnish the, the wins if you keep just, I don't know. It's one of those things. No, it's that, like what Phil has done in the last, you know, not to move on to a subject that we might cover later, but like, I mean, Phil had done so much in his career. I mean, would be considered as one of the greatest golfers of all time, and now he's trying to destroy himself. Yeah, and trying to kind of take. And not that Tom Brady would destroy himself by going and playing another year or two elsewhere, but it's just at some point it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, no, like I said, I just feel like he's tarnishing it by he's kind of playing this game where I don't want to play with you anymore. I want to go down this team. Yeah, I don't want to play with you anymore because I don't have a chance. So I'm going to go here. No, that's that's. I just think that's. I mean, I don't know. It's like I said. I think LeBron probably started this in the NBA of getting a player going to go here and grab somebody else and whatever, whatever, but. I definitely think it's interesting, and I think this is probably going to be dragged on for a little bit longer. Yeah, him and Aaron Rodgers are going to... Uh, the pretty boy, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, did you see that, that quote from Charles Barkley? Yeah. He's like the pretty girl that you've got to keep telling her she's pretty or yeah, something like yeah. that. Like every oh, day she's got to be reminded. She's yeah. got to remind her <laughs> that she's pretty. So, I mean, uh, I, mean I don't know. But you know how I feel about him, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Now, talk about a young gun. Kyler Murray made headway by posting on Instagram, and now he's kind of demanding. He wants this. You know, I think it's he's in his fifth year, his final year of his contract. So he wants this extraordinary contract. Um, but, again, if you read – the social media world, it sounds like most of the players on his team and, and a lot of people in the organization are not buying into it. I mean, he really hasn't accomplished much. Um, I don't know. Do they have any playoff wins with him? or No, because they got beat up by the Rams this year. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's amazing. Um, well, they, they I don't know. peaked I, I, about almost halfway through the season. And then yeah. It's interesting to think after that. Is it what, what Arizona needs. Um, number one, I guess they need to stay healthy. That's the first thing they need in order to, to be successful. But I just feel like, again, a man that really hasn't proved himself yet, well, I don't think anyone's arguing whether or not he's a great talent, yeah. but he doesn't seem to have um, set himself apart, um, at least on the field. And I think it's crazy that that he's kind of being so demanding of this money and what he wants when he just hasn't proved it yet. Well, he's but, a little too young to be like, I mean, he's only played three full NFL seasons. Um, so I just don't get why he, I mean, I don't get why any of these players do what they do, but they do what they do. I guess the end result is more and more quarterbacks are just getting paid tremendous amounts of money because it's a league where we talked about this last Well, they week. always protect, they're going to protect the quarterback till the sun 
doesn't shine anymore. I don't know. I well, mean, they're going to continue to protect their yeah. biggest assets. And but I mean, on the flip side, I think you still got to prove yourself. No, you I completely still- agree. I mean, Patrick Mahomes got his money. I think he proved that he. I mean, he's. I mean, proven for quite some time that he's Patrick Mahomes, and he doesn't hey, really have to say. Not to change lot. topics, but maybe some of our fans out there are listening. You know, did you see about Patrick Mahomes' brother? What about his brother? How his brother's now saying like the social media world and everybody's just ruining him. Well, that's I mean, the only reason he has a career. Is well, that's what I mean. He's the one that went out there and made himself known to everybody, yeah. and now he's mad because he's getting all this notoriety. I mean, well, you can't have it both ways. So, anyways, just thought I'd throw that one Well, in when there. you're a big name, no matter who you are in sports, I mean, I'm sure every athlete has gone on social media and seen many bad things written about them, whether they deserved it or not. Yeah, I just I thought that was funny because it was making such a big deal of oh, yeah. the playoffs, and I think we talked about it in a couple – couple shows ago but again you got these quarterbacks out there um the market is going to be in need of quarterbacks because this is without question the weakest um draft stock of nfl quarterbacks i mean besides i think pickett from pittsburgh i mean Man, they're talking about his hands are too small or something like yeah that. I, he'd have the smallest hands in the nfl if he was an nfl starter so I mean, well small hands I mean small gloves that's true Small so, feet, too? Small shoes. Okay. All right. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a hard, That's kind of a touchy subject for some people. We don't want to upset people who are listening, you know? Or people who are talking like Cause not, controversy. Right? Yeah, we don't want that kind of stuff. But, no. So, anyways, I mean, the quarterback market is so odd. I think Arizona is going to be forced to pay Kyler Murray what they want. Because otherwise, what's Arizona without him, probably? Um, and again, that's the crazy thing. These quarterbacks keep getting paid more and more and more and more. Um, and yet, again, only one one quarterback wins every year. So it's kind of interesting how that all plays out as well. So um, we've got a lot of things to see. Not any big moves yet in the NFL. I mean, again, with the combine starting, um, uh, it's been quiet right now. I think, again, probably once March is over and we get into April, right, you know, those two, three weeks leading up before the draft, things will heat up pretty rapidly. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I guess Brady and Rogers hold us hostage again. What will they do? We're still on watch. We'll be on watch for a while longer. Doom, doom. So there you go. There's your NFL talk for the week. Now, we haven't had a chance to talk much about baseball because it hasn't been baseball season, but it doesn't look like baseball season is going to be starting anytime soon either. Mm-hmm. As the owners, the players, we still got this lockout going on. Um, Sounds like it seems like the players are on one side and everyone else is on the other. Yeah, like I mean, the owners they and fourteen teams in the playoffs. I saw. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I just have read that the owners and Rob Manfred are the entire reason as to why they haven't got this figured. How many out. teams are in the Major League Baseball? I think thirty-two. I mean, that'd be almost I half the look. league. Half the league getting into the playoffs if they go with this fourteen. Well, that's that's what someone. the NBA does. NBA well, does. Yeah, technically twenty now. <laughs> Oh Lord, it's it's like the like you always joke with me. Participation trophies. Yeah, do you want a participation trophy? But it sounds like they really, you know, baseball is probably the sub the 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 sport that can probably least afford, um, kind of having a a long prolonged lockout with everything. Thirty teams. Thirty teams. So I mean, you're almost getting half the teams in if they if they went with that, you know. And again, in the end, you got millionaires fighting with millionaires yeah and who's right who's wrong i just think for the sport 
for the benefit of the sport, a sport that, I mean, every year they talk about its ratings, they talk about its interest, they talk about the longevity of the games, how, you know, they're taking forever, always trying to change something to try to make it more interesting. I don't think they can afford losing half a season because you got a money situation between men that are just making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars when we're paying over $4 for gas nowadays. So I think it's probably one of those hey, it goes things. back to the economy. All right. The economy, stupid. That's what it all boils down to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know where Your they're $50 at. $50 at the pump goes back to the economy. I know you'd love to see how those Tigers were going to be this year. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be great, but they'd be young and potential would be up there. But the Toledo Mudheads, their season's starting on time. It is not going to affect whatever's going on in Major League Baseball. It will not affect um, the other leagues. But, again, it's just disappointing. I mean, it's kind of, again, it, it's the sign that spring is really here. Summer's just around the corner. Hopefully they can get everything worked out. I know they've canceled at least the first two series. Yeah, the series. first two series they've canceled. Um, but I have to imagine that's going to keep. That's going to go on longer. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, the season would be literally... I think March 29th. I think it was so the first about four weeks away. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you haven't even. I mean, have they been? They haven't really been doing. They haven't done spring training. They haven't right? done anything. Yeah, so I mean, I know that four weeks sounds like you have plenty of time to get them ready, but it does take them a long time to do that, and because they're still going to play spring games, so they're still going to have spring training and the games that are played there. So, I mean, I don't see any. I mean, they're not going to be playing a game for at least probably about first of May. I would say right now. It's going to be an interesting thing to see what happens. I don't think they're coming to an agreement anytime no. soon. I don't think it's going to be Monday morning. They're going to be like, you know, boom, got Mil- it done. Bam, bam, thank you. Fighting MLB players. That's what it all and boils down to. Owners. So now we got to talk a little bit of golf. We got out today, um, played our first golf round of the year outside, which was nice. It was actually in the 70s where we were. So that was a nice bonus to start March, you know? Yeah, I mean, we asked us a few weeks ago. I said, you're crazy. <laughs> so it was nice. We got a chance to get out and golf next week is kind of like, um, for those of you who don't know much about golf, is kind of the first um, big tournament of the year. They call it the Players' Championship. The one thing I do know is even if you don't follow golf, you know this golf tournament because it's the one that's got the island green. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got a, that nothing but water surrounding that green. And I'm sure you've seen it a million times, even if you're not a golf fan. But um, the big news out of there is I think there's four players in the top 50 that aren't going to be there. And, of course, Tiger Woods, we know he's injured, so he's not going to be there. A couple other guys. And, of course, Phil Mickelson is not in the field. So the question is, when will he come back? We're getting one player that's not going to be in the field. Who's that? Fred Couples. Yeah. Yeah. He withdrew again this week, so... You know, I think what we might do at some point is rename this, this, this podcast. It was, it was invented. Oh, no. It Don't was, be quitting yes. on your guy like that. No, it was named. Fred Couples, if you're listening, you need to give him a shout out and tell him that he's, you are never going to be his friend. You're going to be my friend, Stephen Johnson. That's fine. I'm, at Talking Sports. I've decided to move on. And like I said, that might be soon. We may even have to change the intro. We used to have the Fred Couples old baby. I don't know. I may go to Hal Sutton or something, you know? I mean, I don't know. Just this is this is baloney. My back is fine. I don't care what type of extracurricular activities you're involved in. 
He was on the honeymoon. Oh, That's what no, you do on the honeymoon. We're into this story again. Well, anyways. Um, it's right couples. You know what he was doing. Ugh. He was like a boxer. He was going 12 this rounds is, with his new wife. This is ridiculous. But anyways, the Players' Championship fills out. Question is, will Phil make a return at the Masters? Probably. The not. Masters hides everybody as best they can. You got to believe Phil is not going to pass up the opportunity to come back and play at the Masters. I don't know who's going to be playing practice rounds with them, probably by himself, um, but um, he should be back. But the Island Green, it's kind of this tournament kind of builds up, and I know everybody also knows about the Masters in just a few weeks. This players kind of gets everybody revved up, kind of gets everyone excited that here we go. Um, we're just a few weeks away from Augusta. We're a few weeks away from the first major of the year. And, I mean, again, the golfer will survive without Phil Mickelson. Um, the golf world's hanging on still because Tiger's out there. Um, but, I mean, we've got some great young players. The storylines are wonderful. Um, but the Players' Championship always kind of delivers in drama. It's got three of the most difficult closing. Well, not even difficult, I should say, but three of the most exciting holes. Well, I would say 16 is by far the easiest. Right. It's not even close. Right. I mean, 16 is a hole that's usually played under par. 17 and 18. You you got your hand you got your hands full eighteen at least because eighteen is long yeah especially with those nerves probably yeah I mean if you were coming down on, on the eighteenth on Sunday evening at the players your heart rate would be up a little bit if you had the lead or yeah. tied for the lead and you got to make a par count me out folks I'm finishing in second well I'm making or a prediction I'm thinking my boy Rory McIlroy who I'm thinking of naming the show after now um, I think he's gonna win the players. Um, he's struggling this weekend at Arnie's tournament where we played last year as well. Um, but um, I'm going with Roy McIlroy for the Players' Champion. I think he's got his game face. Or I'd love to see Jordan Spieth um, make a run at the Players' too. Uh, he's He's got such a wild and exciting game um, going down the stretch of that course. And again, we played at TPC Sawgrass now a few times. It's an exciting course. You can make a lot of birdies, but... Well, I tell you what, you can make some big numbers too. So I'm going Roy McElroy, Jordan Spieth. Those are my picks for the players. Um, can I pick the whole field? No. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, my first pick uh, might come as a shocker. Uh, Billy Horschel. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I feel like Scotty Scheffler's got to He's gonna come out and get a dub eventually. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, he's always there. He just he is, and he's got uh, win. I think you know he's playing well this week. It looks like in kind of a bunched up field in Arnie's tournament. Um, I think he's a good pick. I'd be interested to see how his nerves would hold up down the stretch. Um, he's been in a lot of big tournaments. He played in the uh, Ryder Cup. I mean, just and I think he's the one that held off John Rahm. Yeah, in the Sunday at the Ryder yeah. Cup, I think he won. Yeah. He beat John Rahm. Yeah. So I mean. I don't know. He's a guy that I feel is going to do a lot of things in his career before it's all said and done. For sure. For the U.S. and for his personal accolades on the PGA Tour. So, I mean, I just feel like he's definitely my number one. I would love to say Victor Hovland because I like the guy, but I'm not going to pick him there. Um, this one might come as a surprise. Uh, this one is going to come as a surprise. Um and I'm going to go on a limb here and say Corey Connors is my second one because we've played it before and we know that it's a it's a it's a driver's course. If you put it in the fairway, it's a course you can kind of tear up. 
Um, and Corey Connors is a, usually a pretty straight hitter of the golf. I mean, he seems to find the fairway just in an unprecedented amount of the time. So let's get down to what the fans And I'm not picking the people that are big names. Obviously, nobody out there knows who Corey Connors Everyone is. Everyone knows who so Corey Connors is. Everybody just turned off the podcast. Oh, you're a joke. You and gave it a real, um, you killed it for sure, picking Corey Oh, Connors. yeah, because I want to pick Roy McIlroy, a guy hey. everyone knows. Hey, I'm telling you. What a you. joke. But let's talk about what the fans really want to hear about. What would a player's championship mean if Ricky Fowler... I'm just letting you know he's tied for ninth this week. Oh. So what if Ricky Fowler was making a run at the players? What happened to him? He's won one big tournament his whole career. It's the players. Got hot down the stretch. Steven, what would it mean to see Ricky Fowler get back in the game? Um... I, uh, who's that again? I I, I I know somebody else named Rick, he's but the, I don't call him that. He's the, he's the guy who's got more ads on TV, more commercials than the president. Um, he's got the he's got the. Oh, you talking about Big Rick? Yeah, Big Rick, yes. It's a oh, okay. Thirteen shows. So yeah. Um, I mean, it would be nice to see him, you know, get back into the golfing world, but it's. It would be good. It would be good to see him back in the golfing world again. Well, and again, somebody that so many people know, the youngsters know, people who don't follow golf know, but he is in a drought like you wouldn't believe. However, when you think about this tournament, he had one of the more memorable finishes to come back and win. I think that week he was voted in the Golf Week magazine, if you remember, as the most overrated golfer um, on tour. And then, of course, that poll was released like that Monday of the players, and then he turns out and wins the players that week. So, I mean, it just is one of those things that would be, uh, he's got a world of talent. Um, I think his swing's a little too flat, and I think it just caused him to come over the top of it, and it's hard for his timing, I think, with as flat as a swing. Did you hear that, Big Rick? You got a fan that wants to become your swing coach. If the money's right. The money will be right. Well, let's do it. I'm telling you, I can get him back to number one. He will be known again. You mean back to number one? Well, I mean... You can't go back to number one when you were never number one. Well, he was he was up there, okay? I mean, he's a laughing stock. Let's be honest. I probably would have beat him today. Honestly, yeah, you might have. I, exactly. I mean, come on, Rick. Golf needs you. People need you. It's time. Let's see how a great week at the players. You've won there before. Is he in the field? Yeah, I think as a previous champion. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he, yeah, he won it or like that. Yeah. So, um, it'd be great to see. Golf needs some excitement. Um, let's see if he can. All right, next question. What do you think? What's the what's the odds of a hole-in-one on the 17th green this week? Um, A specific day or just a whole week? Nope, doesn't matter. Any day. Just we need one hole-in-one on 17. What do you think the percentage odds are in favor of hole-in-one? I mean, you gotta you gotta imagine somebody's gonna get hole in one. Wow! So you're gonna put the odds up high? I'm not gonna say like the odds are high. I just am saying that I feel like it has to happen. I mean, it's, right. when you give so many players like that, you know, when you give Big Rick four days in a row, okay, come well, on. That's assuming he makes the cut. When you give Big Rick two days, <laughs> exactly. I uh, it ain't happening, folks. He ain't no way, Jose. So, um, but anyways, it is good. If you get a chance, watch the Players' Championship this week. Watch on Sunday. It's exciting. Um, 
there's no no better better stretch I think than 16, 17, 18. On 16 you can make an eagle, and on 17 you can make a hole in one, or you can just absolutely go bury yourself in the sand. And or I, you can go swimming with the gators. True. And on 18 you just it's another hole that um, it's weird though because as tough as 18 is, very rarely do you see really big scores there. Well, obviously, didn't see us play we, when we've played it before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a tough hole for me, at least, anyway, because, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm as long as any of the like the solid hitters on the PGA Tour, but I'm a pretty long player. And, I mean, if I hit it somewhat right and I get a good ball, it's going right into those trees. I mean, it's going to fly 285 yards, and it's going to go right into those trees. So, and I'm afraid to aim remotely left because if I hit it in the water I'm going to be angry um, so it's just a tough hole I think I've played it four no we've played it yeah we've played it four times three times I've hit three bombs right into those trees three great balls right into the trees and then one time I hit it further right than that so Oof. oh no I think I've hit it two times into those trees one time I think further right and then one time in the water wow. so folks this is what I golf with on a regular basis this is what I golf with. The man who hits it in the trees, in the water. It's awful. It's just sometimes just a horrible, just a horrible scene to see. Yeah, I got it done when it counted. Uh, so anyways, the Players' Championship is this week. I hope you tune in. hope you watch it. Um, we'll talk about it later this week when, when the tournament started. See how everyone's doing. But again, it's great golf. It's excitement. Tons of drama. It's the players. You got to watch it. Those are kind of our big topics. I know one thing also going on is what is up with the Los Angeles Lakers? They haven't won a game, I guess, since the All-Star break, I hear. Oh, uh, I don't watch the NBA. Well, you... I don't care to watch that crap. Oh, come on. You used to be a LeBron fan, I thought. I'm a Pistons fan, and you know what? And I don't watch the Pistons either because it's the NBA. Would you take LeBron James on the Pistons right now? Would I take him as a part of the yeah, Pistons? Yeah, do you think he could help, help the team? Well, of course he would help the team. Would they win a championship with him? No. I think what's great is watching the Cleveland Cavaliers play and the conversation about how that organization went from death and despair once LeBron left this next this last time. And um, they're one of the better teams in the East. So um, it's kind of interesting, but it looks like LeBron's James season is over. Looks like he'd be lucky if he can make the playoffs. And even if they make the playoffs or the play-in games, whatever they call them, like you said, now half the NBA gets in the playoffs. Um, yeah, the the 6 through 10, or 7 through 10, get a play-in game, whatever, and they go from there, but it's all, you know. It's the NBA, folks, but. You just a try. We're talking sports. We got to do it. We got to put a little bit into it. Maybe maybe two years down the line, the Pistons will be winning. And um, Well, I think the Pistons have a bright future. I mean, they have Sadiq Bey, who's a, a good three-point shooter. He's got a big body. He's kind of like a. But tell tell the fans what you were saying you want to see happen the rest of this year. Lose. Oh, here we go with this. Do Pay a hundred thousand dollars per loss from here on out. Do you lose on purpose to get Absolutely. the number one draft? Pick? Lock in a very good chance to get the number one pick because there's no lock, but you have a good chance to you'll at least get one of the top three picks. I believe that's how that works. Um, I mean, you'll have a Kate Cunningham who I think is averaging probably like close to 20 points a game now. Um, I think they got a bunch of young, good players. They got Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bey. I think Isaiah Livers is a guy that should get way more minutes. 
don't watch him, but I do see that I did see that he made his debut just not that long ago and got his first couple points. Um, I mean, I think Luka Garza is a great player, but I think he could be a guy that's going to be good for the Pistons in the future. Uh, just got a lot of good players. I'd like to see them actually trade away Jamie Grant. I would have liked to have seen them trade away some of their assets long before they did. Uh, Blake Griffin, uh, uh, Andre Drummond, you know, those two. Definitely would have liked to have seen them trade them away long before they did. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, they're young. They're going to be good eventually at some point, but probably not for at least another season after, probably at least not this coming season, the season after that, they'd have a chance to maybe compete in the playoffs. Well, we'll see. It's going to be interesting again with the NBA world. They love talking about it. Obviously, who gets talked about? Only, I mean, two things get talked about more than anything, the Cowboys and LeBron James. So it's pretty interesting. All right, folks, before we leave, we got to do it. Steven, who's your prediction? Ohio State or Michigan tomorrow? <sighs> Come on. Don't pick with your heart. Pick with what your brain tells you. I mean, it's just... Are you picking better or worse? Like, it's like good or like worse or even. Score, like you always tell me, who's going to score the most points tomorrow? Michigan or Ohio State? Um, I'll go with Ohio State because they're playing at their yeah, arena. Well, I think last time I picked Michigan because they were playing in, in Chrysler. We went to the game Tuesday, Chrysler. We went Michigan, Michigan State. That was a. A fun game to go to, um, to see Michigan just kind of throttle Tom Izzo. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but I think Ohio State, coming off of uh, a big win over oh. Michigan State, I definitely think um, the Buckeyes somehow pull it out tomorrow down in the Value City Arena, the worst, the worst place to ever see a college basketball game and atmosphere. That's for sure. I mean, that place... I say move the games to Jay-Zoo Gym. I mean, that, 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 the place would be rocking at Jay-Zoo um, compared to the basketball. Well, you're an ambassador for the basketball program, then, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. You're a ticket salesman, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. You know, next year, folks, we're going to get Steven into coaching next year. He's going to become the next Coach K, too. And um, we have an idol, a friend out there who's an idol of ours who also is a coach. Um, so, you know. Who's that? You know who it is. No, I'm drawing a blank. I forget. We're who sending it. a shout out to Jake Empey. We know oh. he's out there listening. Jake, we're coming for your records. You're you're the next Coach K. We're gonna be right there. We're chasing you down. But we're gonna stick to just we're the, hanging hanging banners. Yeah, the seventh grade teams and stuff like that. So, anyways, you know we gotta have a little fun. Yeah, yeah, start it somewhere. We gotta start somewhere. We're gonna start at Jayzu Gym, work our way up, and maybe in 42 years when we are. 60 and 80 years old will be retiring from... Uh, I don't think you're going to be happy if you're just retiring at 80. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things I'm not happy about yeah. at 80, so um, let's just go from there. So that's it. You know, let's go get it. We're, we're, we're going in the coaching field next year, so that, that'll have to lead the topics next year. But anyways, folks, hope you enjoyed this 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 show this week. We, we should be taping, we think, on Friday for a big sports week of college basketball. It's going to be March Madness like crazy starting next week. Because remember, we're always talking sports better than most.